Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the show. This is the Chase Jarvis Live show here on Creative Live. This is the show where I do awesome stuff with awesome people with the goal of helping you live your dreams in career and hobby and in life. Today, I'm going to answer two questions uh, originally from my YouTube show, The Daily Creative. Uh, I'm leveraging those questions here over to the podcast. And by the way, if you do have other questions, I'm still taking those questions now via text. However, at 206-309-5177, that's a separate issue. But today I'm answering two what I think are really smart questions. Hey, Chase. My name is Brian Vogel. I'm a professional commercial photographer out of Houston. I'm right about mid-level and I'm trying to advance so I'm looking for help on trying to figure out ways to grow my current client base, things such as mailers and things like that, uh, or whatever might be better. And I'm also trying to figure out better ways to understand my pricing scheme, uh, my cost of doing business versus the market cost and things like that. So any information would help. Um, once again, my name is Brian Vogel. My website is brianvogel.photography. Okay. And you can check me out on Instagram at behind underscore BVP. Thanks a lot. All right, cool, Brian. Thanks a lot for the question. Um, middle middle tier photographer or middle time in the in the, in the middle time of your career and you're trying to grow. I get that. Um, there's a lot of things. That's a huge question. What can I do to grow my business? Um, should I do mail or should I do this? Yes is basically the answer to everything. And I don't want you. What 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 is? Um, it's sort of yes and to paraphrase my friend Glennon Doyle. Um, who's about to be on, on Chase Jarvis Live here on Creative Live. You should watch out for that episode. It's coming soon. But you have to do a lot of things, and you have to try things and find what works for you. Uh, and then there's a couple of things that I'm going to say you shouldn't do. So I'll go through just a couple of uh, things. One is, are you focused on your, uh, A, you're great at your craft, and can you is the, is the creative gap zero or close to zero? And the creative gap, just to remind you, that's Ira Glass's way of saying, can the picture that you see in your mind be the one that you make? Let's assume that you worked on your craft and you're, you're uh, a, working, a, a working professional or on your way there um, and you want to grow your business. Um, you have to figure out some of your costs. You have to know what you're spending um, on rent and your camera gear and all that stuff. And that's like, a, you, you got to know what you're, what you're spending and then charge accordingly. Also, you're, you're triangulating that number. You're like, here's my rent, here's my this, here's my this. So I have to shoot, you know, and say that that number, your monthly nut is like three grand a month and you wanna make money above and beyond that. So you wanna make five grand a month. And if you shoot a thousand, you know, if your average shoot is a thousand dollars and you need to shoot five times a month, plus taxes, plus medical insurance, Plus, you got to build all those costs in there. So you need to make more money than you think. And I see a lot of freelancers at the end of the year, they're going like, oh my God, wait a minute. I didn't calculate taxes. Now I owe the state government this and I owe the, oh my God. And then they have this huge tax bill and they blow up. So see a professional. If you don't understand this stuff or check out this book here, The Business Guide, The Best Practices, um, wait, ASMP guide to business practices in photography. The ASMP is a trade organization. They have a lot of information there. ASMP.org, go check them out. Um, I don't think they're moving as fast as I'd like to see them move um, because the industry and technology and stuff is moving faster than those books and their guides, but a lot of good base information about how to deconstruct your expenses and find out what you should charge. Also, you should be triangulating that number, whatever you think you should charge, with whatever you think you should get. Don't just automatically put yourself as the, you know, the 
$200 an hour designer or the $5,000 wedding photographer or the you know fill in the blank. You should be charging, it's art. You should be charging what you can get someone to pay you. And once you get one or two or three people to pay you that, that becomes your rate. And then you, you if you stay busy, raise your rates. I mean, it's that simple. So, and by and large, if you just look at what you need to survive, you're gonna pigeonhole yourself unintentionally in a crappy place. How about be really intentional, placing yourself in the market, what kind of a product, a premium experience do you wanna, do you want to create? You know, maybe it's not premium. Maybe you want to be a very cheap, high-volume uh, wedding photographer, or a high-volume uh, student um, senior portrait photographer. Or there's all kinds of classes on Creative Live. The point is, you should desire, you should build a business around the thing that you love. Wasn't this was just in another episode recently? Like every other one. Yeah, like every other episode. You should. What do you love, and then build a business that's focused on that, maximizing your desire, your your joy, your play and your revenue, okay? That's really important. Um, as far as tactics about how you grow your business, well, first of all, you need to know that side of it. Second of all, like marketing. Who, where do you want your work to end up? If you got this and this and this, that would allow you to 10X your work or get in front of more clients or whatever. Be very specific about what you want and then hunt that thing. I wanna be in these 10 magazines. I wanna shoot for these five clients. Deconstruct who's getting hired by those people, where the, the photos are, who, who's making the choices of what images are gonna end up in the Nat Geo, the outdoor episode or <clears throat> outdoor issue or whatever, and get your work in front of those photo editors. They have names, they're humans, they are on Instagram. How can you get yourself in front of them meaningfully, not spammy and crappy, that's up for, it's for you to figure out how to do that. Um, but be direct, be overt, shoot stuff that, that is similar to the things that they've done in the past with, with a little twist. Of course, it has to come through your personal filter. This is not rocket science. I also want you to go back and, and, and to be fair, you could have asked this question a while, but there's like, go, we're on about episode 40 something or 50 here, like go back and watch like 10 episodes because there's, this question has been answered and there's a lot of like peripheral questions that would help you out if you want to grow your business. So what was the other part of his question? He said something about like um, whatever might be better, like oh pricing scheme. Uh, again, I, I think you should see what I said earlier about pricing scheme. What's most important about all this is that you do it with intention. A lot of photographers I know they just like start taking pictures and they bump into one thing and that's fine, but. If you are aware of these things and still just like bumping into stuff and, and you're like a cork in the tide floating around, why not be intentional? Decide, look at people that are doing the things you want to do, deconstruct their lives, look at, at um, like photography programs or look at designers that you love and, and the clients that hire them and deconstruct how they hire designers and then go after it. Hi, Chase. My name is Jeff. I'll try to keep this brief, but it's a bit detailed. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm almost 40. Ever since I was a kid, I've really been interested in film. Uh, okay. Developed my working career completely removed from that. I'm in software. Day-to-day, okay. -day, not filling my job, but I'm making a decent amount of money. Yep. I have all the gear that I would need, I would think, to be again doing film, shooting, directing it, getting my ideas out there. Okay. But I'm paralyzed. Mm. And I don't know what is paralyzing me from making that step. If it's fear, I'm afraid that I have this idea, and because I'm a one-man show, when I try to shoot it, the cinematography is going to be off, the editing is going to be off, yep. the script's going to be bad. Yep. I, I, I don't know. Yep. Something is stomping me 
and it kills me week in and week out yep. that I'm not moving closer to that goal of trying to do something like directing and film. Thank you for sharing. If you have any ideas that you can send my way to overcome this obstacle and to truly start following what I know is my passion as much as I might try to hide it. Great. Thank you very much, Jeff. You have a disease, and this is a disease that a lot of people have, which is they have all of the stuff around them. It's all tidy. I went and got the right cameras. I got. I wrote the script. It's right here. It's like stacked nicely on the table. Here's the camera. There's my friends who are making films. I know I can make great films. I really understand. I've studied cinema. It's great. I'm just, okay, okay. Is there anything else I can buy? Is there anything else I can do to avoid doing the actual shit? Okay? understand this is a syndrome it is a, a should we name this syndrome it's like fear of failure fear of success um, avoidance it is like not actually doing what I, yeah what I think you love is the idea okay and what I want you to do is find out if you actually love the thing because right now you love the idea of filmmaking you've romanticized that you put on your beret and you smoke the cigarette and you talk about film and you get it I think you've romanticized the concept because the filmmakers that I knew, they're, they're, they're so busy making films that they've got like 10 edits they need to do. They're behind in editing, they're shooting, and this one's in this part of this kind of mode of development, and this one's got a script going, and that's, that's people who love the process. If you don't love the process, you need to think about doing something different. And you need to, to judge it for yourself if what you really love is the concept of, of making films and being uh, a creator. Uh, I also think that you know, if, you, if it's about following your real passion but you have a, a, a job, I get it. But if you really want to do the thing, how, how little can you work in your job and how can you spend all of your extra time doing the thing that you say that you love? Until you've done a thing, that you, until you've made a film, stop saying that you love making films, okay? I love, I'm a super positive visualization person, so, but it should be a thing to just make something. And, and this is, this is like, I'm gonna switch now from sort of like naming the challenge because I think you're aware of it, which is cool, and that you're self-aware enough to ask this question. I want you to know that I really value that. Um, but here's the anecdote. This is the, the, um, the fix, is make something. Make one thing in one day with the shit that you got with, with, with this. Make a film in a day with your phone and publish it. I dare you. Send it to me, okay? Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to send me a film and send, put a, you know, leave me another voicemail. Maybe I'll call you back and I'll ask you what the process of making a film was like. Did you like it? Did you hate it? How did you feel when you were going through it? Because if you love something, you love the process of it. Sometimes it can become painful. It, you know, the project, I love this, it's great, oh my God, it's horrible, I'm horrible, this is never gonna work out, okay, great, oh, and then you see it in the, you know, on YouTube, wherever you put it out. So there's a little journey. But you have to start doing something, otherwise you're not the thing, okay? And, and I want you to explore, and I'm not saying that you need to be a filmmaker. You're saying you need to be a filmmaker. Maybe you wanna be a designer, or a photographer, or a dancer. Like, I'm not projecting what, but you need to experiment doing the actual thing and figure it out. Because you need to fall in love with the process of making a film. Casey Neistat makes a film every day. Every single day. Every day, 10, 12, 15 minute film, okay? Try it, just do something, and I would try and do it five days in a row. Try and do five days in a row. And you know, it sounds like you got a job. 
how much do you like that job or do you like the money from that job and what it gives you security and then you use the excuse of having a job to not do the thing that you really love but it's just out there. Start taking steps. Um, I think there's a, um, these are blocks that's, they're not uncommon. I think Tony Robbins does a great job of helping people get unstuck. I think taking massive action is a very powerful um, concept of you know Mel Robbins, five, four, three, two, one, just go do it. Um, you have to act. Like thoughts without actions are, are, are basically, the world is measured in, in actions. And a little bit of intent, of course, but do something. All right, Jeff, thank you for sharing. It's a, it's a thing that we've all had to get over at different parts of our life. For you, it's around photography or making films, rather. Um, for me, it might, might be something else. But you have to start. Start small, but start. All right, that's it for today's show. But hey, before you go, I wanted you to know that I am so grateful to have your ears, your attention, and have you be a part of the community around this show. I love reading all your messages, the texts that come in, the questions, feedback, stories, guest ideas. It's, uh, I, I devour every one of your comments. Uh, I respond as often as possible. And, you know, these are my, my thumbs tapping these things out on social uh, and my phone number on the other side of the text. Oh, you probably, just in case you don't know that, did you know you can text me 206-309-5177 with any feedback? And it's actually, well, the first one's automated, but then that's actually my thumbs on the end of that. Um, again, I just want you to know that this show, I make this show for you and for me. And this community has been a driving force in my life for more than 10 years now. Uh, I listen to you, I listen to your ideas, and I do everything I can to make them come to life. So thank you for participating. Uh, my ears and eyes and thumbs are, are out there on the internet trying to make this happen. I just want you to know how grateful I am, and I want you to stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Mm -hmm.